Welcome into another edition of The Current Report, our weekly roundup of what's happening in the world of digital media. I'm your host, Chris Brooklier. It's not breaking news to say that the news business could be in trouble. For years, a confluence of factors have made it tougher for media publishers to make money. And with third-party cookies on their way out, some websites are seeing 30% lower CPMs on average compared to those using cookies. As the industry tries to hang on to the remaining revenue, they're also looking for future solutions. And one route these publishers are experimenting with is getting more users to log in. Once they do that, they can get a better picture of who it is that they're trying to reach. The fact-checking website Snopes is one of the companies doing just that, and it's seeing promising results. In a small test, it saw a 200% increase in CPMs for ads that were served to a logged-in or authenticated audience compared to those readers tracked via third-party cookies. So who better to talk to about these results and the wider environment than Snopes' chief revenue officer, Justin Wall. Justin, happy to have you here. Chris, thanks for having me. All right, let's just jump right into it. So you guys had success with that 200% number with authenticated audiences. So can you just break down for me kind of how this came together and what you make of the success? For sure. The observed problem since 2020 has been that without cookies, uh, CPMs, the rates that we get for our ads in Safari and Firefox for that matter, are coming in at roughly half of what they were yielding in Chrome. And so on across all of our properties, we observed the same problem for a few years now and have been actively pursuing a way to make up for that difference. The scope of the experiment, if you will, was to generate UID2 tokens for our logged in traffic on TV Tropes. Uh, TVTropes.org is a, is a wiki based site. So people are logged in there to comment, to save, to engage with the forum really in, in any way. Uh, so we have those email addresses and we um, generated the tokens against them. We assigned a traffic split and called that, you know, member traffic versus non-member or non-logged in people. And looking at Safari specifically to make sure that there was no third party cookies in play for the yield. Uh, we saw that with the presence of the token versus not, we doubled our CPMs. The test was somewhat small in nature in terms of the full audience that you guys have. But do you think if you ran a bigger test with a bigger part of our audience, you would still have some outsized success going away from cookies? Yeah, I mean, percentage of audience wise, we're looking at 5% of users, but this is across 150 million page views per month that TV Tropes has. Um, so the overall scale was significant enough and stable enough. Uh, the performance we observed lasted, it, the reporting period lasted for the whole of Q4. So we saw that performance hold steady across that audience and fully expect that it would it would scale with more authenticated users. And if we're seeing that authentication is having success, then why isn't there a bigger push amongst the, the whole industry to adopt it? Like if they know this is the answer, and I feel like for the news or the media industry, they've been looking for an answer, not to say this is maybe the sort of silver bullet, but if it is a good option, then why isn't there further adoption quicker? The move to introducing authentication on your site is non-trivial. It is something that requires full buy-in from your product team, your developers, uh, even your front-end designers. So first and foremost, publishers who don't have authentication requirements today have to think how they want to message this to their particular audience. And that's going to be different for every site. Then how does the messaging appear is the next question. We're very familiar with 
interstitial or overlay ads and to a certain extent tired of them and users dismiss them. So there's a matter of asking people to authenticate with the right message and having the right product in place to be able to deliver that message in a way that's not going to just result in, in user blindness. So it's a bit of an undertaking. And while publishers are still working on their speed, their SEO traffic, improvements to their internal tools like CMS, for example, like there's a lot of other product priorities that might come about before someone can fully embrace all of what's necessary to launch a successful authentication strategy. I think what you're getting at is an interesting thing and something that I've heard from from other places. Do you feel like they have an issue um, just in general sort of having the resources or having the the advertising or business minds to sort of be thinking future forward? The lens through which all of this makes the most sense is that of the programmatic geek, right? Like if you spend all of your time on behalf of your organization, looking at programmatic monetization, looking at how your header bidding works, looking at the yield you get from different browsers, that's where all of this clicks. For certain leadership who aren't focused only on that all day, thinking about their content strategy might very reasonably be more top of mind than this. So that that's why it's really a call to all members within an organization, not just senior most leadership, to model this out for your website, for your org, and put it into the game plan for 2024. Yeah, I think you make some great points. I think what's also interesting here is people care a lot about journalism, right? I think there's a lot of fervor to think of this as an important part of society. But I'm not sure that they know why authenticating is important, right? Or why being logged in is important. Do you feel like marketers from these publications have to basically get out the consumer message to these readers and being like, hey, this is important and this is why you should do it and fully explain it rather than just trying to game them into logging in? Absolutely. Especially because people have been burnt in the past by providing an email address or a phone number that subjects them to an endless onslaught of spam. We have to be extremely transparent in what we're asking for and why. In this case, with an observed benefit to our ad revenues, it's pretty easy for an organization like Snopes to say transparently to our audience that by authenticating or by logging in, by providing your email address or phone number, you are helping us to increase our ad revenues and thus maintain our independence. It, it is a straightforward proposition in that sense. I believe that, you know, earlier, Chris, you asked why organizations don't just jump right into authentication if they know that it works. This topic here really emphasizes why it's a bit harder than just putting a login modal up there, why you have to be strategic about the messaging, because you do have to be honest and transparent with your audience and figuring out exactly how to say that is a bit of a challenge for publications. So being able to say that we need your email address or phone number to better monetize your visit is critical, but also being honest that we're not going to put you into a marketing funnel because you've provided that. That's also key. Yeah, I think that's crucial. It's crucial to have the consumer trust, right? And it'll be really interesting to see how they, how these publications get that message out because it doesn't seem like there's so many ways you could do it. I wanted to close out by just asking you, someone like the New York Times has really successfully figured out this transition from print to digital. But smaller websites, whether they're local news or someone like Snopes, 
Do you think they're going to have a little bit more trouble going forward just because they don't have the immense amount of audience data or viewership or, you know, just name recognition that someone like one of these massive players does? Definitely for smaller to mid-sized publishers, the economics of their business is is critical going forward. I think that to compete with the New York Times outright is unreasonable for most organizations. I think trying to just emulate everything they're doing on your own would be too resource intensive. Just from a product and engineering perspective, you know, the, what's available to an organization the size of the Times is really just out of reach for, for most mid-sized and smaller independent publications. So figuring out how to operate profitably and minimize cost is kind of the name of the game for small to mid-sized publishers. It's not that they're going to fail because ad rates drop and revenues decrease. Risk of failure really comes in being too far extended on the cost side when that happens. Responsible financial accounting for publications is is pretty key to ensuring that they've got the baseline profitability to sustain through a, a coming drop in ad rates should they take no other action. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I'm I'm glad we have leaders like you on the front lines of trying to get this done right because it's this is this is important. We need we need the news. We need fact checking like Snopes does, right? We need journalism, especially in sort of this era of, of fake news and AI and everything like that. And we need it to exist and be a profitable business. So thank you for joining me and it was it was great talking with you. Absolutely. I hope that the perspective can help even just a handful of, of independent publishers out there to keep going because the work that we do is critical. The the journalism that is produced from small outlets is super important and being able to support it uh, through technology in, in this way is is excellent. No doubt. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, Chris. Next, we're capping off this episode with one last thing. Netflix has been a sleeping giant in many conversations about live sports. They made a splash recently with their $5 billion deal with the WWE. Now, many news outlets, including CNBC and Sports Business Journal, are reporting Netflix could be interested in a package of games as a part of the NBA's next rights deal. The NFL's chief media and business officer, Brian Rolap, believes Netflix could get bigger in the sports game down the road, as he told research firm Lightshed Partners. I've always felt that with sports and Netflix, it's not a question of if it's just when, when it makes sense. And um, they've clearly looking for, for subscriber growth. They are clearly leaning into their advertising business. Uh, if, if you're building an advertising business at scale, it, it all leads back to event programming and sports programming. And that's it for this edition of The Current Report. For a deeper dive on all these stories plus more, check out thecurrent.com. And of course, please like and subscribe on YouTube, plus leave us a review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen. And if you want to hear more from The Current, listen to The Current Podcast, where we interview some of marketing's biggest leaders about their keystone career moments and where the industry is going next. We'll see you next week. Oh,